0: Hello and welcome to Grace Life Tiger a church situated in the northern suburbs of Cape Town. We pray that this teaching will awaken your heart to the reality of Christianity, which is Christ in you, and that it will result in increased fruitfulness in your life. So I'm going to ask a few people to come up forward, and then uh, I'm also going to open up the table for uh, anyone here. If you feel led uh, to share something that's been a a highlight or an impact for you through the ministry of Grace Life, then uh, please come share it with us. Please don't come and share, and I don't know why I'm sharing this. Please don't come up here and share how Andrew Womack has blessed you this year. His ministry has blessed you this year. Please don't come up here and share how Joseph Prince or this teaching that you listened to in the week. That's not the purpose of this this opportunity. We want to hear how the ministry of Grace Life has blessed you this year. Um, not to make it about Grace Life, but to show everyone your praise and that God is doing something in our family and we're going somewhere. And it's all praise to Him. But also, it's, it's, it's also praise to you guys responding to. Because God has done an amazing work throughout the world. Every church out there gets to experience what He's done. But people need to respond. It doesn't happen by default. We see this throughout the world. We see a lot of Christians whose eterni- eternities are secure and they're going to have a great time in heaven one day. But there's no nothing happening. There's dead wood, wet wood here on earth. We want to be uh, wood that is lit on fire for God and what he's done for us. So I'm going to first ask for Michael to come up. Uh, Marco, you can also come up. You can stand up and then uh, Tani Trudi can also come up. You guys can stand up front. I'm calling them up to stand up front so that uh, um, they know that there's someone coming after them so that they don't uh, hawk the, the mic for too long. I've also uh, told them how long they get to talk, um, so if I rudely interrupt them, don't think that I'm rude, I've given them a time, um, so then they're they being rude by t- taking too long. Um, but if anyone else has a, has a testimony, something that they'd like to share of uh, something that's impacted you through the ministry um, this year, and specifically even, like we talked about the three pillars last week, Sanzel, Norman, and uh, Ben shared on the three pillars, community, discipleship, and evangelism. If there's something especially specific in, in light of those three things, that's been a blessing to you. Um, that's challenged you into growing more as well, then uh, um, when they're done, I'll give an opportunity for, for you to share. Well, Michael. Hi. Good, good morning. Yes,
1: I'm, I'm thankful for being part of this family. The Lord has really given us excellent leaders here. It's uh, directed by the Word of God. And um, yes, and every second Sunday we used to go out, uh, I believe we'll start soon again with that, going to Tiger Valley to evangelize. Uh, it takes you out of your comfort zone and it challenges you. Like Etienne always says, uh, a good word is a challenging word, and uh, go out is a challenge. It's good. Um, and uh, uh, Ethan spoke to me Friday as well uh, about speaking this Sunday, and uh, you know, the Lord is so awesome. Then somebody came upon my way, and I could share and, uh, yeah, just, it's just awesome just to be part of this family, the love, and uh, great leadership. I can just thank the Lord for that. It's, uh, yeah,
2: thank you. Uh, as for me as well, good morning, everyone. Etienne told me, keep it three minutes. Uh, I'll try. Um, I'm actually really thankful that uh, we joined Grace Life, I think, about just a year and a half ago, my wife and myself, my family. And there is just this one scripture that stood out for me uh, since I joined Grace Life, uh, First Timothy two uh, four. God's will is for all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. I read that scripture a thousand times before, but I believe with Grace Life, with this family, that scripture came alive. You know, in me. I be, I was in ministry. I was winning souls. I was doing all these things. But it's almost as if I was doing that, but. Uh, over a year and a half now, I'm becoming that. You know, there's a difference between doing witnessing and becoming a witness. And I feel that um, just with the three pillars of the church, um, uh, uh, community, discipleship, and, uh, and evangelism, it's also really helped myself and actually my wife as well to, to be able to step more into who we are. It's no longer what we do, but it, it has become who we are. And I'm actually grateful that I can do that um, also alongside my wife. So thank you. Tani 3 is going to share in Afrikaans, I believe, and
0: uh, so uh, then I'll interpret it after. Uh, for those who don't understand Afrikaans, I'll interpret after. So uh, don't be shocked. Just enjoy um, her uh, telling the story, and then I'll interpret afterwards. Up until there, uh, uh, Tani 3D is very thankful just for the family, the community, and now uh, we've embraced her. Um, her and Wamdupi as a... a hopped around. Uh, they've been at Stellenbosch. They, they joined in online for a little bit before they uh, traveled through to Stellenbosch to, to be part of the community there. And then uh, obviously now more recently they've plugged into, into Um uh, the, the language has been a challenge for them. That's why she's sharing in Afrikaans as well. But I want to commend them also just for um, not staying away because of the language barrier. Um, so that's really an awesome uh, testimony as well. Amen. Thank you 3D. in summary, on the um, TruD has really like learned for, and I've, I've seen this for her, and both of them Dupi as well, um, how circumstances have been tough for them over the last year or so, but how they've learned not to allow circumstances to affect them and to dictate their, their joy and their purpose and what God is doing in their lives and around them. And uh, Philippians 4:13, "I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me." Um, is uh, obviously uh, an awesome reminder and encouragement that because it's, it's found in context where Paul was suffering, he was in prison, he was going through horrible circumstances, but he realized that with Christ inside of him, he can prevail, he can overcome those circumstances. So uh, we're super thankful for that. Anyone else would like to share, I'm going to ask Bertie to come up, and then uh, if there's anyone else, I'll uh, maybe get uh, three more people to, to join in. Um, how the the family has blessed you this past year, how ministry has blessed you this past year. It's an opportunity to say thanks in a practical way as well.
3: Etienne was uh, was reading my mind, <laughs> I mean, wanting to come up. Anyways, uh, so we were talking outside uh, about uh, Rasi and uh, Rasi Erasmus and winning the the World Cup, and one of the things that stood out is how he got everyone to be on the same page so we can we can debate now on if it was the best team but he got that that's debatable uh maybe maybe not but he got everyone to buy into the main goal and uh as we were as i came to sit down i, I, I clearly just felt god saying "You guys need to be on the same page i've given you the the authority and the the capacity to be on the same page the only way about doing that is is uh, is is understanding the unity and we we've got one Goal and that goal is to uh, is to share the gospel um, because the world out there needs to to hear it and uh, and God has given it to us and the more time we spend with him the more uh, we unite because we think the same because our dad is the same we're we of one family just a few scriptures is 2 Corinthians 13 verse 11 finally brothers and sisters rejoice strive for full restoration encourage one another be of one mind live in peace and the god of love and peace will be with you and one that uh, that also Just stood out to me, uh, uh, Romans 12, verse 4 to 5. For just as each uh, of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, from one body, and each member belongs to all the others. I really just feel like God saying, uh, you know, we very quickly hide behind uh, um, what we think our limitations are. Uh, And I really feel God is just saying that, you know, we don't have to be, He is through us. Uh, and if ever you feel, uh, uh, um, unequipped, uh, or you don't feel worthy of, of moving with the gospel, just go. God is gonna, I've seen it and I, and I keep on seeing it. The more I move, the, the more God is definitely not me. The more God is just like, okay, cool. I'll open a door. And, and I mean, I'm standing somewhere, uh, speaking to someone. And when I walk away, I'm like, yo, oh, you should have said this, you should have done that. Um, but God will work what he wants to work in that situation. It's not up to us you will finish it. So I really just want to encourage everyone. We're on the same mission, uh, and if you feel like backing down, don't. God is not expecting you to.
4: Good morning, everyone. For those of you who haven't met me yet, my name is Hannes, and that's my beautiful wife over there. We recently joined Grace Life, and there's a lot more to this story that I'm going to share now, but if you want to know all of it, you can always come to me afterwards. The, the, the thing I want to share is the first day we walked into Grace Life, we experienced an immense humility from the whole congregation and everyone just welcoming us in and being friendly to us and not judging us in any way whatsoever. It didn't matter what we were dressed like. It didn't matter what kind of language we spoke, if we spoke eloquently or just basic English or Afrikaans. And I just want to encourage the family that... You're doing something good. And I think it's also a testament to the leadership as well, that there's really, you can sense Jesus in the hearts of the people here. And we're really enjoying it. And I don't know who of you have watched the Afrikaans series called Hotel, but they have this saying that they say, just be better. Like, wees net beter. And I've been inspired to just be better and be more focused on people and accept people and be humble in that way since we've joined here. So
5: thanks for that. Amen. I thanks, Thanks, I don't mean to interrupt, but I'm going to give a third language, and that's <laughs> that's the USA. Um, I've had the privilege of being here for about four weeks, about ready to go back home. And uh, Haley and I have had a lot of conversations about a lot of things, but I will say this: there has been an enlightening that I've received. I've been privileged to be a part of a church back in Colorado that ministers in many ways like here, and also having the privilege of leading some men into understanding what their identity is in Christ. And it's been a year and a half, and it's been wonderful to see how they have grown in understanding more of their identity. But I will say this, that, um, well, let me just, if I can find it here, um, reminded of the scripture in 1st Ephesians. 17 and 18, uh, regarding, um, says the prayer that the Father glory, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, would impart to you the riches of the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of revelation to know him through your deepening intimacy with him. I pray that the light of God will illuminate the eyes of your imagination, flooding you with light until you experience the full revelation of the hope of his calling that is the wealth of god's glorious inheritance that he finds in us one of the things that i believe god has laid on my heart is just that enlightenment a new understanding of what it means to be uh, reaching out as uh, seeking those that are lost with um, determination with intention and this is what I've been sharing with the men. What are they doing that's intentional for the God and how they can take the word out and, and evangelize and be ambassadors and take the word to the world as well as have. And a new thing has been the community part. Uh, it's all been there, uh, but I see a new level of understanding of intention. So I thank you for sharing in just the spirit that I've seen with all of you here Um it's uh, something that I hope to bring greater enlightenment to, to where God has put me. So thank you.
0: Amen. Thanks, Ray. Alessia, would you like to share something, uh, what the family has been a blessing to you? I, I told uh, some of the guys I'll put you on the spot. Um, uh, Henku, you can come up after Alessia, and then uh, I'll give one more opportunity for someone to, uh, to share how the family has blessed them. I know, Surika, I can put you on the spot as well, so uh, if you uh, come, Alessia, um, Surika, are you, are you, what did you say? <laughs> are you good? Are you good to share? That's awesome. Okay, cool. Uh, you can come uh, after Inku.
6: Okay. What <laughs> Morning, everyone. So, um, I've been at a few churches before I actually got to Grace Life, and I remember I was working in the hospitality field for long time and I was working weekends and Hinku actually invited me and he was like, Alicia, come. (laughs) And usually when I was off on a Sunday, I wanted to sleep because I was so tired. (laughs) So I actually came and I still remember that day so clearly. I was sitting in front and Etienne had a word for me and I was like, it was so on point and I felt at peace and I was like, you know, I was praying for the right church for such a long time and I just knew this is where I was supposed to be. So I'm just so thankful for, um, for God and for His grace and for His love and for this family and yeah, just being a part of it. Thank you. <laughs> we
0: love having a part of Thank you. So, Erika, you can come up and then you can uh, go directly off. Thank you.
7: Uh-huh. Morning, guys. Um, I was sitting there hoping she was talking a little bit longer because I have so much to say. <laughs> Um, If I think about Grace Life, I've, oh man, what a journey. You know, like God, like in the, when I was in like a normal church. (laughs) And like my previous churches, I was just sitting there, just being there listening, but not really understanding. And here by Grace Life, you get the understanding of like the leaders letting you know a bit more, but also guiding you through that. And then becoming also leaders, like such a, like such a family thing, it's such a privilege, and every time when I'm here, I'm like, I can't get enough of this. I mean, like such a, thinking about this, standing here in front, I've ne- I will, would have never done this two years ago, but I mean, God has impacted my life so much, and I can just know that by doing this, being bold, standing out, I can impact other people, but not through me, through God, because He allows me to be here, and um, yeah, I mean, family is something that's, this is family, basically. Yeah. Hello,
6: good morning. So for me, what just really stands out and what blesses me about this church is just the family. And you can just be real. You can be ever you or you don't have to be, oh, I'm so holy. You don't have to be like that. You can be like, oh, I had such a bad day. Or you can yell at your kid if they, and no one's going to judge you. And that is what I really love. And just being real. Like, for example, um, last night my son was sick, and before, before I knew Jesus, before, then I would really freak out, like, oh, the fever, but now it's just like, oh, he has a fever, Okay, <laughs> pray for him, and then also I could message out right away, and I said, look, okay, and Catherine, also I said, hi, Matthias has a fever, just pray for him, and I wasn't worried, I fell asleep at peace, and yeah, still had a fever, but I know Jesus is, it's already healed him, so I'm just standing on that. And I think the boldness of being here and in grace life, having that faith, having that knowledge of grace and knowing you have people, you have people who pray for you and stand with you, so that is amazing. So um, I just uh, felt this verse somewhat and it's 1 Corinthians 1, and from verse 4, it says Thanksgiving. So I thought it would be appropriate, so... I give thanks to my God always for you because of grace of God that was given you in Christ Jesus, that in every way you were enriched in him in all speech and knowledge, even as the testimony about Christ was confirmed among you, so that you are not lacking in any gifts as you wait for the revealing of the Lord Jesus Christ, who will sustain you to the end. Guiltless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ, God is faithful, and by whom you were called into fellowship of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord.
0: Amen. Good stuff. No last takers. Going once. Going twice. Sold. Awesome. I'll uh, I'll share Thanksgiving in a moment. Simone, I just had this picture or this this invitation from God. Um, You don't need to wait in the sense of um, when you receive the Spirit of God, you receive the full Spirit of God. Um, and it's not like a 16-year-old a or 14, I can't remember what your age is. Uh, um, it's not like a, your age, Holy Spirit, like it's, a, it's the full Spirit of God. It's His Spirit that you've received, and there's always preparation time and things like that, but I really just feel like God is encouraging you through His Spirit that you don't need to wait before you get to see the manifestation of His glory in your life through your friends and the, 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 the sphere of influence that you have around you. And so, I just wanted to encourage you with that, and take that to heart, and allow Him to just birth and instill that 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 confidence and that boldness of having His perfect, full, mature Holy Spirit uh, at working in your life and wanting to at, uh, be at work through your life. Amen. And then, Lisa, just a word for you as well. Um, just saw this picture of a of a garden, and there's a there's there's almost in a sense some flowers that are really blooming, some flowers that maybe just started to, to, to grow, just started to sprout. And uh, firstly, the encouragement, as, as Paul also encouraged all of us, and it's a continual encouragement, do not compare yourself among yourselves because it's not wise. So that's just an encouragement for you. Don't, don't compare yourself, your walk with God, with someone else's. Um, it's, a, it's an encouragement for all of us, but I really feel like God just wanted to encourage you with, with that, that picture firstly, firstly, um, to, to stay in your lane and just be confident who God created you to be and walking that out in the way that He's created you to walk that out. And then secondly, with that same picture, I feel God is encouraging you to just stay planted. Don't plant now and then go there and then go there. Like Just stay planted because that is where you're going to grow. The trees that we see towering uh, over buildings, those are trees that were planted and they, st- they stayed planted. Um, so just those two encouragements with that uh, with that word. Amen. Awesome. So Thanksgiving, uh, this is our Thanksgiving uh, gathering, like I shared already, and I just want to open up with a quote, an African proverb. Um, all of you guys would have heard this before. If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. And that's really the heartbeat of our ministry, going far, going together, family, community. Um, but more specifically, not just community for the sake of having fun and being a holy idol, but community actually living on purpose, a community that's living on mission. That is how we're going far. We're going far in the things that God has called us to, Uh, having a kingdom impact, not going far with things that have no value, have no weight in light of eternity. So that's the encouragement and just the opening uh, quote. And uh, like I said, we're family on mission. And I think one of the testimonies of that also is the fact that I think percentage-wise, we've got 15% of the church going to Albania. 15% of the church. Um, And maybe you think, that's actually a low number. Like in light of missions, that's a huge number in light of percentages. That 15% of our church is going to Albania. All of us are going, as you guys would know. But the fact that 15% of the church has uh, put time aside, taken leave, because that, that requires something, like sacrificing your leave to go on a mission trip rather than go to a, a beach in wherever. Like a, so, so that is a, a huge sacrifice that oftentimes people don't take into account when you're saying like, oh, those guys are going on a mission trip. It's going to be so much fun. Like, Would you consider giving up your leave to go and get up early in the morning, be part of routine, go out to minister on the streets on a daily basis? Like that's sacrifice. And so the, the fact that 15% of the church is willing to sacrifice leave, willing to sacrifice comfort, Myself leaving Catherine and the two boys uh, at home, um, the fact that I'm, I'm doing that and it's, it's sacrifice. I'm going to miss the boys, obviously. And uh, so, so taking those things into account that 15% of the church is willing to give up some sacrifices, give up some things, uh, give up some savings, even so to speak, to be able to go, and that speaks volumes. And that's, that's the family that we are part of, a family on mission. We're going together. We're inviting you to come with us through prayer, through financial sowing, even into, into as well. Matthew 28. Let's go there. All of us know this passage. I believe, uh, I think it's Anzal also looked at this last week, or one of the guys sharing. Matthew 28, 18 to 20 from the Passion Translation. Then Jesus came close to them and said, all authority of the universe has been given to me. So just take, take this into account. Jesus is making an opening statement. And obviously this is in the middle of the chapter. And he says, all authority of the universe has been given to me. And then he, then he follows with something, some instruction. So the authority that he's, he's been given, the authority that he has, is for purpose. And he shares that purpose. Because oftentimes we think, oh, we've got the power of God to, to do whatever I desire to do. I've got the power of God to go to the World Cup and win the World Cup. Hmm... There's no World Cups in heaven. Like, there's no trophies that you're going to take into heaven and say, oh, cool, we were the champions of 95 and 2007 and then 2000. And what was it? 19. Um, Like, there's nothing like that. So, so the, the power that God has given us and authority, Jesus is giving us the direction, you know, what this power and authority has been given because he says, all of this power and authority of the universe has been given to me. Now, go in my authority and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, and teach them to faithfully follow all that I have commanded you and never forget that I am with you every day, even to the completion of this age. So this is the instruction. All power, all authority. Now, in light of this, you've got my spirit. Acts 1 verse 8, that you've got the ability, you've been given supernatural ability to be the witnesses that God has created you to be. I love that Marco shared. Witnessing is not something we do. Witnessing is something that we are. It's not like now I'm an ambassador, now I'm not an ambassador. Now I'm a witness, now I'm not a witness. No, we are witnesses. We are ambassadors for Christ. And we get to decide how good a witnessing we are, how good ambassador we are. God doesn't predetermine pre-determ- pre-determ- <laughs> that for us. Um, but we need to really just take to heart that Jesus... It's putting so much emphasis on power, authority, and showing us what this was for, what the purpose of this is. And this is to reach the world, to get the world on the same page. Um, like Marcus said, 1 Timothy 2.4 well, as well, that uh, God's will is for all to be saved and to come to knowledge of the truth. So it's super important for us to understand these things. Let's go to, uh, just jump to Ruth chapter 4 as well. And we're going to look at the story of Ruth just quickly. Ruth chapter 4. Um, and I love just uh, going through this this book, short book, only four chapters. Ruth chapter four, eighteen 18 to, um, let's just start with verse 18. This is the family tree of Boaz, beginning with his ancestors, Perez, Perez, Ezron, uh, Ram, Amin, Nadab, Nashon, uh, Salmon, Salmon uh, Boaz, Obed, Jesse, and David. And oftentimes, when we read the gene- genealogy or things like that, we're like, "Oh, let's just skip over this quickly." And uh, there's significance to this. Matthew's chapter one, verse one, from the Living Bible: "These are the ancestors of Jesus Christ, a descendant of King David and of Abraham." What did we just see in Ruth, whose name also came up there? David. Okay, so this is this is. I'm going to show you now quickly. We see a family tree. We see the family tree of Ma- uh, in Matthew, the family tree of Jesus, and they don't go into all of the uh, specific descendants, but they open up with uh, uh, David, king of Abraham. And then we see in Ruth, the, word, the name David also comes up. Let's jump to verse 13 quickly, Ruth chapter 4, verse 13. Also all on the screen, so then you don't have to uh, page between, and obviously it's not so nice to actually page on your, on your phone. Um, You can't really do that. Like you have to go one place and then you have to go to another place. You can't put your finger in the page there like it would have been cool uh, maybe one day. Um, So it's uh, easier with the physical Bible. Ruth 4.13, Boaz married Ruth. We saw Boaz's name in uh, chapter 18 come up. Boaz married Ruth. She became his wife. Boaz slept with her and by God's gracious gift she conceived and had a son. So what made Ruth so special? Because we see here the family tree of Jesus coming from Boaz, Obed, Obed, Jc, Jc. King David, King David, genealogy, we see Jesus Christ. Now here we, we see a, a special woman called Ruth. And what made her so special to be considered to be part of this process and part of the genealogy, so to speak, to bring Jesus Christ, the Messiah, into the world? Let's look at Ruth chapter 1, verse 14 to 17. And this, this is really something that blessed me when I, um, when I looked at this in the, in the week. Verse 14 to 17, we see the answer to that question. What made Ruth so special? Now, to give you guys some context, we, we're jumping in here in verse 14. But before, before verse 14 comes, uh, uh, Naomi was Ruth's mother in law, and Naomi had a husband. And we see Naomi's husband dies, and then Naomi had two sons, and her two sons were married to one of the girls, being Ruth. And then her two sons also die. And so culturally speaking, when when a wife was without a husband, it was a little bit problematic. And so we see Naomi instructing her, uh, her daughters-in-law, Orpah and Ruth, to go back to her, their families to kind of go and reestablish and kind of be supported by their families. Uh, because it, in, in, in Naomi's eyes, it would have been better for them, a safer bet, so to speak. And then we see, so that's the context of what we're going to read now. So verse 14 says, And again they cried together, and Opa kissed her mother-in-law goodbye and returned to her childhood home. But Ruth insisted on staying with Naomi. See, Naomi said to her, Your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. You should do the same. But Ruth replied, Don't make me leave you, for I want to go wherever you go, and I want to live wherever you live. Your people shall be my people, and your God shall be my God. I want to die where you die, and I want to be buried where there. May the Lord God do terrible things to me if I allow anything but death to separate us. So this is extreme, right? Like we, we see like an extreme statement. Like we see an extreme uh, connection here that Ruth had an extreme almost gratitude that she had to her mother-in-law, Naomi. And so this is a characteristic that we see in Ruth's, Life. This is a characteristic that we see in a response, a togetherness, not wanting to be separated. I'm sharing this for a purpose this morning, our thanksgiving, and in light of our three pillars, community, evangelism, discipleship, but more so specifically in light of family on mission. This is one of the characteristics that enabled Ruth to step into the genealogy of Jesus Christ. A characteristic of togetherness, not wanting to be separated. Too often we're living in a culture where people come and go, especially when it comes to church family. And sometimes there's good reason, but most of the time there's horrible reason. So there's a togetherness, and and I'm pretty sure Naomi wasn't, she didn't receive any awards for the, the mother-in-law of the century. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure she was just living as a believer and bearing good fruit, but there was more to the story. There was a an understanding of of family, of togetherness that Ruth understood. And so she made this drastic statement. Then secondly, the statement is obviously also a, a characteristic of, of thankfulness, of gratitude for Naomi, what she's done and how she's been a mother-in-law. I don't know how many of you, I've got an amazing mother-in-law, but I know like mother-in-laws are like sometimes like monsters-in-law. And um, I don't know why it sometimes works out like that where it's difficult with mother-in-laws. Sometimes I know um, Catherine loves her uh, uh, mother-in-law, which is my mom, but sometimes it's a difficult relationship. Um, <laughs> but uh, she still loves her. And so I'm, I'm not saying, and we don't have any record of Naomi just being this perfect mother-in-law. Like, there's no record of that per se. But what there is record of is Ruth's persistence and diligence to not to want to be separated from her mother-in-law. So there had to be an element and an understanding of togetherness, of family, till death to us part, so to speak. And then secondly, of gratitude, of thanksgiving for the things that Naomi has, has done for Ruth, how she's dealt with her, how she's has uh, there to probably support their marriage. And so those are two things that I want us to focus on and, and be reminded of that, man, a heart of thanksgiving and an understanding of togetherness is going to put you in places and put you in positions of significance that no carnal thing could ever do. Understanding these two things, that's why we are family on mission. We are family, we're here to stick together with one another, we're here to pray for one another, we're here to support one another, and we're inviting you to be thankful with us for, as you would have noticed in most of our meetings, life group and manakers. when we get, come together, we're like, what are you thankful for? Let's express thanksgiving because when you're reminded of what you're thankful for, you cannot be thankful while you're complaining at the same time. Any one of you have ever tried that before? Where you're like, okay, cool, I'm going to be thankful now, but at the same time, I'm also going to be unthankful. It's impossible. A heart of thanksgiving and focusing on thanksgiving eliminates you and takes you out of wanting to gripe and complain about everything that's going wrong and why did the pastor say that and why did he dress like that and Why this and why that? Let's, let's, let's be, let's create and continue to create this culture as this character that Ruth had of thanksgiving and gratitude. Let's, let's have that because who knows what could happen in our lives and, and how we could be positioned for, for, for significance, positioned for, for increase, positioned for, for a promotion even when we're taking on these two characteristics of Ruth. Characteristics of togetherness, sticking it out, not quitting, and then also of thankfulness and gratitude. I'm going to go to uh, Hebrews chapter 13, and uh, I'm going to take the last few minutes just to express a little bit of personal thanksgiving and look at, at some scriptures in light of this. And this year has been amazing for myself as your guys campus pastor. Um, and the last four years, April was our fir- fourth birthday, so coming now will be our fifth Fifth birthday yet, Grace Life Tigerberg. And Hebrews thirteen seven says that's from the message. Appreciate your pastoral leaders who gave you the Word of God. Take a good look at the way they live, and let their faithfulness instruct you as well as their truthfulness. There should be a consistency that runs through us all. For Jesus doesn't change. Yesterday, today, tomorrow is always totally Himself. And so I'm thankful that you guys are showing appreciation as. Uh, the instruction here is from the writer, appreciate your pastoral leaders. So I'm not sharing this to tell you, please appreciate me. I'm sharing this to tell you that I'm thankful for your appreciation. I'm thankful for your words of encouragement, your continual prayer, uh, uh, and just your lives, speaking volumes. The fact that you as a family bought into us going on this mission trip without us having to kind of uh, get dead horses running. All of you guys were running. All of you guys have been on the same page with us or at least uh, of what I know. So I thank you for that, that you are uh, in one mind. I think Bertie maybe you are. Bertie shared the, the, just the, the concept of togetherness and unity. Um, that's so important for us. So I, I thank you for appreciating me for what I'm doing uh, through your words, through your actions, through coming under my leadership. When we're going in a direction, you're supporting that and coming with us. And then obviously through your financial support, your generosity throughout this year, not just for the mission trip, but just in general. So I'm thankful for you showing appreciation in that way. He goes on to write in verse 13. So let's go outside where Jesus is, where the action is, not trying to be privileged insiders, but taking our share in the abuse of Jesus. Imagine that, like taking on our share in the abuse of Jesus. Oftentimes we'll be like, oh yeah, Jesus died. Like He talked about persecution. He talks about tribulations, but I don't really want part of that. Like, I just want the good stuff. Let's just focus on the good stuff, the nice, the one day in heaven, pie in the sky when I die uh, mindset. There's there's going to be persecution. And, and when we understand this invitation from God, man, we can prevail. We can easily take the decision to pick up our cross knowing that we've been enabled. We've been empowered for this. It's like um, going to, to battle any army, any, any country that's ever gone to battle, America's a good example now, they go to battle quite confident, quite bold, right, Ray, like there's a history of a, um, just, just going for it, because they know who they are, they know where they've come from, they know that they are prepared, they know that they've got the manpower, they know that they've got the, 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 the um, engineering, they've got all of those things covered, so they go with confidence, they go with boldness. So with us going into this battle, taking the abuse of Jesus, we've got what it takes. It's just coming to realize it, coming to believe it, that we've got what it takes. Let's take our place outside with Jesus, no longer pouring out the sacrificial blood of animals, but pouring out sacrificial praises for our lips to God in Jesus' name. And so in light of thanksgiving again, pouring out sacrificial praises from our lips to God in Jesus' name. The most beautiful, most pleasing sacrifice you could ever make to God is the sharing of the gospel. Because that's why Jesus died. For your life to be changed. And so the most beautiful sacrifice you could ever make, the most beautiful song of praise that you could ever sing to God is by stepping out and sharing the gospel, living as an ambassador of Jesus and what He's done for you. Because that is what impacts eternity. That is what Jesus died for. And so oftentimes we want to praise God with our finances. And yes, there's a place to praise God with our finances. Oftentimes we want to praise God with our gifts, whether it's uh, vocal talents, musical instrument talents, and things like that. And yes, there's a time and place for that. But if you do all of those things and never sacrifice with your lips and sharing the gospel... You're not stepping into the fullness of what God has created you for. Each one of us has been created as an ambassador, as a conduit of God's love and His grace to the world out there, to the lost out there. And so this is something that all of us get to step in more. Verse 17 from the Passion says, obey your spiritual leaders and recognize their authority for they keep watch over your souls with resting or without resting since they will have to give account to God for their work. So it will be benefit, it will benefit you when you make their work a pleasure and not a heavy burden. So again, I'm not reading this to tell you, hey guys, come into alignment, obey me, submit to my leadership. I'm thanking you for your obedience and your submission to not only my leadership, but the vision that Grace Life has been called to as a family, what we've been called to. So I want to thank you for your obedience, your submission, your, your togetherness in this because together we can go far. Together we can accomplish much. And when we do that, there's a mutual beneficial, or a mutual, uh, uh, mutual. it's mutually beneficial for all of us if you're obeying and submitting to and coming united with the direction we're going into as a family. As much as it is blessing me and blessing Shane and all leaders in this family, it's also a blessing to you. Why? Because the Word says so. So whenever you think that I'm trying to get you to just obey and submit because I want a benefit, it's firstly for your benefit. Why? Because the Word says so. And if the Word says so, then I'll believe it. Amen. So I thank you for your obedience and recognizing my function as a, as the pastor, as the, as the shepherd of this family. And if you have not yet done so, I'm prophetically speaking over your life that I'm thanking you for submitting to my leadership and my pastoral care to you and the function that God has called me to because it's a function. It's not a title. I'm not entitled with this function. If God calls me to go elsewhere and, 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 and surrender this function to another, I'll do it without thinking secondly about it. Not because I don't care about you, but because I want increase into the family of God. If someone else needing to shepherd this family and pastor this family is going to be more beneficial to you and the increase of the family, then man, I'll step aside uh, any given time. And that's, that's, the, that's the beauty of understanding. And it's not something that I just grew up with, understanding kingdom and understanding my function. It's, it's really something that one grows into and you see it throughout the word and you learn through the word that it's not, it's not about my kingdom, it's about God's kingdom. And uh, we want to build God's kingdom, not our own empires. Amen. Yeah. And then I, I want to thank you for joining our vision and mission and being united with one accord. Let's go to Philippians chapter 4, and we're coming to a close. Philippians 4, I'm going to read from verse 10, and I'll look at two different translations here, the living and then the passion translation and as Hebrews also says here, um, making, when we're submitting and obeying, obeying our spiritual leaders, um, we're making their work a pleasure and a delight and not a burden. And so I thank you for making my ministry and uh, the things that God has called me to a pleasure and a delight and not a burden. It is truly a blessing to stand in this, in this function here at this family. Philippians four ten to 13. How grateful I am. And how I praise the Lord that you are helping me again. I know I have always been anxious, to, or you have always been anxious to send what you could, but for a while you didn't have the chance. Not that I was ever in need, for I've learned how to get along happily, whether I have much or little. I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I've learned the secret of contentment in every situation, whether it be to full or be a full stomach or hunger, plenty or want. For I can do everything God asks me to do. Uh, with the help of Christ who gives me the strength and the power. So firstly, uh, this expression of thanksgiving that Paul is expressing to the church in Philippi. In the same way, I'm expressing it to the church of Grace Life Book. I'm thankful for your continual support, continually wanting to help, continually wanting to help the family, continually uh, pouring into uh, the, 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 the offering, knowing that you are enabling me for life of mission not just ministering to you guys, but being able to minister to others out there in the world as well. So I thank you for that, because inasmuch as the Philippian church enabled Paul to do ministry and to go out, uh, you are also enabling me in very much the same way. Then verse 14. You have so graciously provided for my essential needs during the season of difficulty, for I want you to know that the Philippian church was the only church that supported me in the beginning as I went out to preach the gospel. You were the only church that sowed into me financially, and when I was in Thessalonica, you supported me for well over a year. I mention this not because I'm requesting a gift, but so that the fruit of your generosity may bring you an abundant reward. I now have all I need, more than enough. I'm abundantly satisfied, for I've received the gift you sent by Paphroditus and viewed it as a sweet sacrifice perfumed with the fragrance of your faithfulness, which is so pleasing to God. Why was this gift so pleasing to God? Because it was mission focused. It wasn't a gift of sowing to get, it was a gift of sowing to enable ministry. And that is what your sowing is going towards. It's enabling ministry, taking care of the needs of the saints, but advancing the gospel work, evangelizing the world. And this is what Paul is thanking the church for. And I'm thanking you, like I said, for all of your generosity, your continual faithfulness, even when you don't necessarily have a lot, even when you're going through difficulty, for your your continual generosity as the Lord is leading you because it is accomplishing much. We've only had a few people that shared Thanksgiving this morning, and those are amazing, but many people have been impacted outside of this room today. People that you might never get to meet, that I might never get to meet, but people that we will surely meet in heaven one day. That's the reward that we'll get in heaven one day for co-laboring with God and being generous with what we've been given. Because that is what's happening. When we're co-laboring with God and we're being generous with, with our, our, our resources and what God has entrusted us with, we are impacting people's eternities, and one day in heaven, we will receive a hero's welcome, a well-done, good, and faithful servant in what, what God has invited us to. If you're ever in the Tigerberg area, we invite you to visit us at one of our gatherings. To find out more, please contact us at
2: info at or visit us at gracelife.co.